Trick or treat, bitches. episode of the DWI podcast. My name is PC Tunney. I am your ghoulish commissioner and I am joined as always by the very spooky, creepy, and ooky DPP. Spooky scientist. And also underneath his mask, he's funky. He's oh so funky. He's AJ Balaz. Ah, yes. So funky, so spooky. Especially with the La Park, L.A. Park mask. L.A. Park. Gentlemen, happy Halloween. Welcome to episode 251 of the DWI podcast. What's what's your favorite candy bar, you guys? Because when I think about Halloween, I think about trick-or-treating as a kid or passing out candy now. Not this year, but, you know, before this year. <laughs> and it's always, what's the good candy? I mean, you would go to, I remember, like, I would go, like, to my friends' neighborhoods. And we would all, you, in your own neighborhood, you knew who gave away the best. Oh, you get a full candy bar here. <laughs> or, you know, you, you get uh, a lollipop there. Uh, you get a corn ball there. You get... You get whatever. I mean, what's what's what were you what were you thrilled to get, and what were you disappointed to get when you were trick or treating, DP? I was always a Snickers man, big fan of the Snickers or the um, was it the um, Hershey's miniatures? When I could find when I got those, those were always the best. Oh, there was the, the Hershey's. Right, there was either the plain Hershey, there was the Mister Good Mr. Bar, there was the Crackle, Crackle, the Crackle, and then yeah. there was the Hershey's with the almond. Right, those were the four, weren't yeah. they? Or there, there was a dark chocolate one in there too. Dark chocolate. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. I think there was a dark. Yeah. Yeah, I always I was a big fan. I love the Mister Good Bars and the Crackles a lot. So those are probably two and three on my list. And then Kit Kats would be it. Would be would round out probably the four. I think. For me, so but Snickers was number one. Yeah, you're and Reese's you're peanut a chocolate butter cups. guy there. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, sounds like you're a chocolate. Love the chocolate. Anything chocolate. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and what what did you not want to get? 
What I not want to get? Uh, Tootsie Rolls. Hate, hate Tootsie Rolls. Caramel? Uh, that Like the, that? Goo, I don't know. Couldn't, couldn't do it. Couldn't do the Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> or the Rolos. None of those. Not a fan. Rolos. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> AJ, how about you? Uh, well, I'm always I'm always the basic person. I always love the good old the the King Cup Reese's or the ones that had the four pack in them for their king size that they had. That are uh or that are a good crunch bar inside of my my Halloween sweets. Like a crunch bar. Uh, and I would probably say the one that I hated was always uh like the ones that always gave Jolly Ranchers or. Or as you said, Rolos, because there's like a couple of the older people that used to live around here. It's okay. I, I knew where the the cool guy was down the street that actually went all in on Halloween. He had like a dull chainsaw. He used to scare people all the time. Go right up to like a tree and just start like pretending like he's about to slash someone with it. It was awesome. <laughs> there's always one in the neighborhood, sounds isn't like, there? Sounds like a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I said it was dull. There I, was uh, no chain to it. I I also was just like whatever chocolate, right? I especially like Twix. Um, peanut butter Twix was actually my favorite back in the day. You could never find that anywhere anymore. But I, I didn't want any candy, like sweet candy, really. I mean, gummy worms or gummy bears I kind of liked, but like sweet tarts or like anything like Red Hots or Gobstoppers, lollipops. I wasn't like, I didn't just want to, or, you know, those, those sugar Sticks, pixie sticks. Pixie like sticks. I want to tear the top off of a straw filled with sugar and just dump it right <laughs> down my throat. That's fun. Well, you know, how about the fun dip? Nope. I think yeah, yeah no, I didn't like that either. I think the only thing dip. that I, I think the only thing like that that I liked was the pop rocks, and then you drink some Coca Cola with it, and your mouth would just like be exploding. <laughs> Go from Halloween to Fourth of July real quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Well, that's just you know, a little Halloween is... talk. Remember trick or treating back in the day, and uh, you know it's always nice to see the kids around the neighborhood and see who gets dressed up, and the little kid that's crying in their costume and everything else. So, uh, happy Halloween to everybody. Be safe. Be smart if you're going to go. Uh, make sure you sanitize. But I don't know. I don't think it's a great idea this year. I know some places are still doing it. Go ahead, DP. There's one more candy we didn't talk about. For the love of God, stay away from the Dippin' Dots. Goddamn Dippin' Dots. Happy Halloween, everybody. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly... To my surprise, he did the monster man. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. He did the monster mash. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the monster man. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, we already played what kind of candy you eat, and so we'll skip what you're drinking this week. So, DP, let's let everybody know what's happening on the 251st edition of the DWI podcast. Well, 
Ladies and gentlemen, this week on the DWI podcast, it is the Halloween episode. We're going to talk some Hell in a Cell, some Halloween Havoc, how apropos, Thunder Rosa, a little trivia, a little blame it on the alcohol, and a last call that DP and AJ don't even know what it's going to be next. That's what's happened this week. Neat. Sweet. Shawl on a broomstick, you can crawl on. We're gonna pay a call on the Adams family. Ring the bell, gentlemen. I, I thought Hell in a Cell was absolutely fucking awesome. What did you two think? Uh, well, seeing how. I'm the one that covered it. You can find that on thechairshot.com. Ding! Uh, I actually loved it so much. The only thing that I didn't like was the Retribution match, and that was it. I can't disagree with that, but they're already dead. So, <laughs> speaking of Halloween, oh. <laughs> the, the three Hell in a Cell matches were unbelievable. I thought they told just a great story in the ring, you know, I mean, starting off with, you know, Uso and Roman Reigns is crazy to think about that. They started the show with that, but it was, you know, they spaced them out well and they all told a different story, which I thought was really great. And they used the ring and they used the cell, all three of them in different manners, which I absolutely love because that's one of my biggest complaints is a lot of things are just recycled match after match. And either they talked about it or that just worked out that way that basically they all did different things with the with the Hell in the Cell. So I thought it was very well done and all the three matches of those at least were fantastic. I thought Sasha and Bailey had the match of the night. Um I, I enjoyed I enjoyed everything actually. I thought the way they spaced the show out and they put those other uh few matches in there, it, it was perfect you you needed that and it was fine that they weren't phenomenal but none of them were absolute stinkers though either right but the hell in a cell matches it was perfect and like you said they utilized different parts of the cell in different ways um i i just thought the way the girls were i mean bailey came out and looked like a fucking jedi hopping around off the cage in the ring and maneuvering around like that and some of the things bailey did continuing to talk to michael cole you know, fire the kendo sticks out the... Sasha's firing kendo sticks out the fucking cell at them. Um, it, it, Bailey asking the ref if she can help him w- her with the duct tape because she's sweaty. <laughs> um, it was great. I just I thought the match was just really good. And that's what you get when you have a really long storyline. It's that way with Orton and McIntyre, right? I thought it was probably the worst of the matches of the three, but I would still give it like a four out of five, right? That, I mean, I just thought they were all really good. I, I love how now they not only do you have holes in the uh, cell, but they put foot plants for McIntyre and Orton to do the spot there, right? Um, I, I, you know, they're up there on top of the cage, and I'm like, if they just went up there so that he could hit him in the dick with the fucking bat... 
and that was just horrible. But then I'm like, oh, they're setting up to go off, right? And and that's it's it's a nice spot. Its problem is it's been done so many times, and worse things have been done. But it's a safe. It's it's not safe. But you know, like out of all the things you can do coming off the cage, that one's not too bad, right? Right. That's yeah. That's as about as safe as you can get taking a fall off of something because it's you know it's it's smaller than what a normal cage would have been at that point because that's about ten feet up, I think, because it's twenty foot for the hell in the cell, and they were you know halfway up the cell, so. It's about 20 so feet. So from his feet, yeah, from his feet to uh, the top of that announce table, which is probably, let's say, three feet high. Yeah. So that's a seven-foot drop there. Yeah. Obviously, not any kind of drop like that isn't the greatest. But like you said, it's it's about as safe as you can get for those kind of things. And they did it's it very well. It's not fully being tossed off by his belt buckle, you know, right. belt loop on the back, I mean, you know, from the top, top. And measuring that off, you know, right. I, you think about that. Well, yeah, and with the added of the uh, foot rests and everything, you can get a comfortable spot and, and you know fall off safely, as opposed to trying to make sure you get your feet out of the cage holes or whatever they did, you know, whatever you had to do beforehand. So it worked. It worked, and the the AJ... it, was, it was a good visual that the other ones, the other Hell in the Cells, didn't give you. So, well, I mean. Yeah, out of out of out of the top moves for all of them, I don't really think. What what do you think was the highlight move of the Roman and Jay match? Because obviously McIntyre's bump onto the table. I would say Sasha getting um, rolled back and tossed into the chair in the turnbuckle. That was awesome. That looked yeah. great. I say that was towards the top there. I I I don't know what the fuck they were trying to do taping those kendo sticks together. But anyway, what what was yeah. the what was what was the highlight? But 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 the kendo sticks lined up with the um, hand holds in the stairs with the slingshot and the drop mm. hole hold oh, yeah. onto and up into. Yeah. Just yeah, great good. use of the great use of weaponry and everything else, right? I mean, the, the use of the table to back Bailey, I think, back into the cage, right? Wasn't that how that went? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What what was I think? What, she... what was the Roman and Roman and Jay? What did they? Dude, I, that was just a good they, physical match. I thought they did uh, the, the big like the holy shit spot that they did was uh, Roman did a drive by with the steps and uh, the post. Yeah, Jay's head in the turnbuckle uh, corner. Jay's oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Sasha used uh, they, they used the table you know as well to you know she ran up and did a meteora into the cage, yes. which was really yeah. cool. Like they did a lot of good stuff in that match. It was just. Not to go back to Sasha and Bailey again, but like you said, it was the match of the night, and they did a lot of creative things with you know the weapons and tables and chairs and everything in that one. So it was a really. Do you good think job. it's the best pay per view of the year? I would say so. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the only one I so probably far, said awesome. WWE wise, yeah, maybe maybe Royal Rumble. I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch Royal Rumble to see how good Royal Rumble was. But the thing is, is if you go back and watch Royal Rumble. There's going to be fans, and it's going to make it feel so much fucking more awesome. Like, oh, my God. The first time that they're going to have, you know, packed uh, arena again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I and I'm all I'm all for a packed arena over a over a stadium, to be honest with you. I think some of the fandom gets lost at WrestleMania outdoors. 
You know, I get oh. it's a grander spectacle, but when you had those places back in the day, like when you had WrestleMania at the Staples Center and shit like that, like that's one setting where everybody's together and it's all coming in to one spot. They nothing losing at the top. Right, that's the big thing, right? Is is a domed stadium or smaller arenas where you can have some of that that crowd noise reverberating off walls and off the roof and everything like that. And a you know a more packed, condensed arena is going to result in you know more fan interaction, and you could hear that crowd noise, which makes a big difference. Like you said, WrestleManias and the big outdoor stadiums and stuff like that, you lose a lot of that noise, and it takes you it kind of takes you out of it. Plus, the length of time, you know, wears down crowds. So, you know, shorter pay-per-views inside arenas, like when they had them at Madison Square Garden, just, I mean, obviously that's way too small now for them, but if you do it in arenas like that, I think, you know, much like NXT and how NXT is, their crowds are always really great because you have that ability in, in smaller arenas to get more interaction with the audience and hear more of that noise. AJ, what did you rate the three cell matches? Uh, you did the coverage. I, I actually read your coverage. It was really good. Um, as you were trying to, you know, keep your attention away from the Buccaneers and on selling the cell. <laughs> yeah. What did you hey, end up rating? In, not not what did you rate them, but um, what in what order did you have them? So, if for like an actual match wise, I would have probably said the. I don't know. I made them all close. They they were all fours for me. I think I accidentally like put one maybe like three and three quarters, but they were they were all really good. I couldn't like put one more over. I think I put the the Roman and Jay match more over because that told the great story with the tribal chief thing. Roman's like I I don't want to do this, but I mean you're not quitting. I gave you an out. Come on, gotta do it. Jimmy coming out and then putting him into a guillotine, making sure that Jay's like, all right, no, 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 no. To protect Jimmy, no, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll be your subservient little underlings. And then having the wild Samoans come out too and giving Roman the uh, the lay to be the head of the table, that was beautifully done. Like, I think I gave that one higher just because it was, they put everything together beautifully. So it's kind of weird to me now because we got Survivor series and instead of <clears throat> continuing storylines at survivor series or at least easily continuing storylines at survivor series we now have a structure where it's raw versus smackdown we just did the draft and now we got to go back to this again right it doesn't make any sense where now we're blurring the lines right away right after we did the draft and we're going to do the raw heavyweight champ versus the SmackDown heavyweight champ. We're going to do the women's champ versus the women's champ. We're going to do the tag champs against the tag champs. We're going to do Team Raw against Team SmackDown. Like, so what happens now with this red-hot feud you have between Sasha and Bayley, how do you keep that moving forward storyline-wise? Because they're not in the Survivor Series match. Yeah. You have and, I mean, and and Sasha's fighting Asuka for nothing. Yeah, they're all for nothing. Hey, she, hey, hey, she can get her redemption against Asuka because of, yeah, I, I don't know. I got nothing on that one. <laughs> the only thing 
you could potentially do is have some of these people interfere in the other matches at that pay-per-view, but otherwise you have to try and, and tell the story more I, on SmackDown. Isn't that why I turn in, tune into pay-per-views so that I can see people interfere in the finishes of matches, right? And not that's what see they're for. A build-up come to fruition. Like, yeah, that's what your television show some is point. for. But you don't build a fucking pay-per-view around it, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's you're what gonna your have television to show the, is for. I, I guess you're going to have to click the explicit box on this motherfucker. Yeah, fuck that. I never click it. <laughs> I do. I click it all the time. I click it on everything. Oh I, always God, I, was on it. Probably I always forget. Said, I probably said fuck a couple times. <laughs> eh, who the fuck cares? <laughs> but, I mean, I, I don't know why they didn't do something different where, like, they they have retribution against the Hurt Business, yeah, 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 but, like, retribution can be, you know, cheeky assholes like they always are, and they could face, like, Team WWE. I know that they're getting their shit kicked in by the Hurt Business, which is making me laugh so hard. Thank God I had the Buccaneers game to still watch because it was like the fourth quarter. But... Listen, I'm telling you right now, the last pay-per-view was one of the best they've had in a long time because it was special. Not everybody and their mother was on the motherfucking pay-per-view. Okay? So my, my Survivor Series would be, don't even... Don't even don't even have cross brand rivalry in this. Like, have a men's SmackDown Survivor Series match. Have a women's SmackDown Survivor Series match. Have a Raw uh, Survivor Series match, men's and women's. Right. So you have four Survivor Series matches. Take your underlying thing that you want to put on the pre-show. Fine, but we're having a two-hour fucking pre-show, by the way. So we're regressing there. That's been announced. Yay! Happy fucking joy. Big four. You should just put the. You should just make the title. This one's explicit. This is like then it's their own fault that they're like, oh, you didn't check the box. Well, the title just told you it's fucking explicit for fuck's sake. Got to sign then, in eighteen plus. Rental advisory. And then you take you take one of your major major storylines, either Sasha and Bailey or Roman and Jay, and you put that on there. And then you take like a storyline that you want to bump up and put on there. So you have your six matches. That that's what I would do. That's how I would book Survivor Series. I, I mean, I, I just don't understand who who cares about the the branding thing. Have a pay per view on its own for that in between the middle of drafts, not a month after the fucking draft. I thought it was creative when they came up with that. You know this uh, this idea of the brand, you know, matchups and stuff like that for Survivor Series. That was pretty cool when they decided to come up with it. But the problem is. Is that it doesn't it's for nothing? Who cares? And with everybody, and with the draft just happening, and with guys consistently moving brand to brand, it doesn't make it entertaining at all anyway. And when we look at what was it, the image of 2016 to 2020, and the same exact guys are on the uh, teams just on opposite brands, but it's the same exact group of six guys or whatever. It's like, who gives a shit then? <laughs> like, why do I bother? Yeah, like originally when it was like like you said when it was Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, that's fine. We don't th- that's fine. That makes sense. Survivor Series because the old adage was the heels versus the faces, and it was cute because we only had Raw. But now they're getting ridiculous where it's like, and this is brand supremacy. Didn't we have a pay-per-view for that yeah. that you like got rid of a year or two into its infancy or something like that called Bragging Rights? 
Hey, and do we have anybody else better than Pat Buck to go the fuck out there with Adam Pierce to do this shit? <laughs> what? Oh, Is he the other guy we that we've seen before? Yeah, put Jamie Noble out there or something. We could have come back and done that. Fine. That fine, yeah, that's great. You know, but yeah, just doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you're gonna like, yeah, leave it to one match then. Raw versus SmackDown, one match elimination with the guys that aren't in a big storyline feud right now, and continue your your stuff that you got going on. That's good. It's just there's so SmackDown wins. So, so what? So, who gives a fuck? What do you get? <laughs> what what part of any of that is even said at TLC in December? What you want, a cookie? <laughs> there is not even a, there is not even a general manager on one side or the other to be a winner or a loser for the following week. It, they're going to be forget the whole fucking thing the next night on Raw. It's dumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, you're, no, you're not wrong at all. I mean, fuck, like I said, bragging rights was a fucking pay-per-view where it was Raw vs. SmackDown. Yes, At least they had a then, fucking trophy. But that was Teddy Long against John Laurinaitis. There was people involved there that actually had storylines in it. No one, I mean, Adam Pierce. what is he going to do, look in the mirror and be mad at the blue part of himself because the red part whipped his own ass? <laughs> I hope he comes out in <laughs> two-faced colors <laughs> to promote it. One side Raw, one side SmackDown. Like, it's only his right arm cheers when SmackDown's winning, and his left arm cheers when Raw's... It doesn't make any fucking sense. Whatever. <laughs> fucking I, I... fucking Hulk, Hulk and Banner just arguing <laughs> with each other the entire time. I got nothing. I got nothing. Let's move on. Let's let's just move on. Let's, let's take a quick break so I can regroup a little bit. And we can talk about something that I thought was very, very fun. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Boom. Oh, it's just me, PC Tony. We're back. That's okay. It's okay. But while I got your attention, why don't you hit your internet browser on your phone or your computer or whatever the fuck you're doing. No, not like DP. Just stop. He's don't punch it. No, okay. So go to the chair. Go go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up a chair shot T-shirt. It's the best thing you'll do all day. And then head on over to thechairshot.com. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. No matter what you like, there's something there for you at thechairshot.com. Use your head. All right, guys. Halloween havoc. We all called it. We talked about it. We said they got to do it. We said it's got to be an NXT thing. And they knocked it out of the fucking park. I mean, Shotzi up there with the with the blade, with the buzzsaw and doing the sparks and spinning the wheel and looking fantastic. And they kicked the whole show off with an awesome, awesome entrance by Damian Priest. I how, how did you guys think that they did with, with you know, I, I, first of all, I love, I love what NXT did. What is it called? The um, Central Wrestling Company or something like that? Oh, uh, boy. What was it? <laughs> Central Wrestling uh, Alliance? What was the? It was their old I building, right? The name of it. 
Yeah, whatever they did, it looks fucking awesome. They put up the chain link. They have a few people there. Then they have the two walls of of um, LED people that are online fans up and down. It, it just looks awesome. It looks gritty. It looks NXT. Well, adding the uh, and adding the the fence, you know, around the plexiglass too, so it just doesn't look like stupid plexiglass was kind of cool. You know, they added that a couple weeks ago. I thought that's just the visuals that they have are just amazing and everything they did for halloween havoc was just really cool and like i said shotzi out there with different outfits and things like that running the show was Cap- really capital cool. wrestling corporation there you go ah uh, yeah they, they've been doing the fencing thing for a while and i i love it all around the plexiglass make it look different make it look like yeah this is gonna be brutal instead of just like no we're here for safety so, like, it actually looks like, hey, we're going to actually, like, look, we're menacing, in all honesty. Because I, I did see I did see bits and pieces of it. I did watch a good amount of it. I saw, you know, certain matches. And, you, and no... You've seen, you seen Halloween Havoc's bits and pieces? Ew. Yeah. It's like Reese's Pieces, except Shotzi gives them to me, and I'll be happy. <laughs> I mean, just, Ooh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, she looks good. <laughs> All right, Damian Priest losing his North American title. Johnny Gargano, first ever two-time champion. Great match, very cool finish. You guys' thoughts? They got really creative with these, which I thought was really fun. And you know, the wheel landing, quote unquote, landing on Devil's Playground match which was uh, really well done. They did, you know, falls, basically falls count anywhere type of match. You know, anything goes. So they got to use the environment, which I thought was awesome, and, and go around and, and do more things in the match. So they got to go kind of show off everything they set up, you know, around the arena for Halloween type of stuff. So that was kind of neat. And then, yeah, some uh, we got a mystery person underneath the Scream mask there that came in and, and cost so Damian the, Priest the, whoever, the championship? Yeah, whoever whoever this is is all in with the Garganos because we had the right. same thing happen, but not successful at the end of the show. We'll get to that. But, I mean, so we'll wait to guess and speculate, but you're absolutely right. that, that This was – it was very odd. Yeah, and the – the uh, I yeah, go back to the entrance again though. But just the start of that with Damian Priest coming out with to his music with the guy I I don't know who the guy was uh, playing the guitar or whatever for his music was just badass. I loved it. There was just such a different atmosphere, which was really cool. This could have been a pay per view on its own the way they did it. It felt like a pay per view, didn't it? Like I, when I got done watching it and we were getting ready to do Potus War last night, and thanks again to Big Dave from Bandwagon Nerds uh, and Attitude of Aggression for filling in for Platt, who's who who honestly Platt honestly this is what happened he he watched the um, studio um, movie version of Cats and he he needed he wanted to get a tail implant and and whisker implants so that's where he's off he, he was so inspired by by that that's where he's at this week. Um, I just thought everybody should know, and it's it's cool because the tail and it's like a screw in thing. So like you can screw the whiskers into his face, screw the tail. It's right above where so his tailbone and above his asshole. So right it's ready for Halloween there. then. It's like the northern taint, where you're between your tailbone and your asshole. Now your southern taint is between your asshole and your balls. I didn't know there was a um, taint two. I didn't. Know I, that. I, 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 taint one and taint two. 
Oh god. I, I, I think we do have the name of it. I just everyone, but no, I when I, I finished watching the Halloween Havoc, I felt like <laughs> You felt like Taint One and Taint I Two? I know. I know bad comedians, except for Bert Kreischer, shouldn't laugh at their jokes. But did you watch any Kreischer yet, DP? Uh, just the cabin stuff. I watched a few episodes, but haven't watched oh. stand up yet. Okay, so. all right. I shouldn't laugh at their jokes, but no, <laughs> I got done watching that show last night, getting ready to do Pot is War with Big Dave. Thanks for filling in, and I was like, that felt like a pay per view. It it really did. I'm more upset of the fact that it's not happening like you know when nxt had their old specials on saturday you know halloween because, AEW, because they have to go up and do stuff up against AEW. <sighs> like wwe isn't competing against against aew or any other company when they have pay-per-views that people have to spend 40 50 on they're not they don't really <laughs> care there's not a lot of people buying those pay-per-views the nxt their specials are a part of the network, and they're the same part of the part of WWE that is WrestleMania and SummerSlam and the year-round main roster pay-per-views. And that's why, you know, Greg DeMarco had the good article about you don't see the involvement of NXT coming up here at Survivor Series. Well, that's because I don't think we're going to see NXT uh, specials that are on the weekends, NXT pay-per-views, if, if you will. I don't think we're going to see them on the same weekends as main roster pay-per-views anymore, except for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You didn't see it at SummerSlam. You're not going to see it at Survivor Series. Yeah, it was the week before, but no, that's because just my main gripe. That Halloween validity to the network. Yeah, but again, my my main gripe was Halloween Havoc. It's right there. No one else is doing anything on Saturday. It's right there. It's Halloween. Ah, uh, okay, fine. But no, I mean, like I said, I saw bits and pieces of it. I I. Why do I have the weirdest feeling that that's Champa under the screen mask? I have a feeling it is, but I'm not going to make an early speculation like that. Because I don't know how... <laughs> well, I said I f- it feels like it is, but I'm not going to be like, no, that's 100% Champa putting 500 on that. Yep, yep, yeah. no, I'm not doing that. Unless they change... Well, we'll get th- I think it was, I think it was Austin Theory underneath there, based on previous... That episodes. that would make sense because it was someone with that person did not have the like okay so when that person came out and and helped Gargano up on the stage you could pretty you could see the pretty much defined what their chest and shoulder region looked like because it laid whatever he was wearing was just laying right over it and it did not look like Gargano it did not look like Champa's chest and shoulders it did look like it would match up with Austin Theory's chest and shoulders to be honest with you maybe. Just based on what they've been doing over the last couple weeks there, it looked like Austin Theory might be, you know, uh, aligning with the Garganos. And I can't remember the, uh, is it Indy Hartwell? Is that the woman that's been part of their kind of group? Is that the one that dumped the spaghetti on Gargano's head? Yeah, I think it was Indy Hartwell. I think she's the other one that I thought maybe. I think it was her, But that could have been, on you know, for the for the match later. But I, I'm going to guess not. I don't know. All right, a few other th- things before we get to the last match. Let me just let me just drop a few other things because we're already speculating on that, and we can get into more involvement there. And the last match was was excellent as well. But Santos Escobar would 
defeat Jake Atlas in a really good match. Uh, the Haunted House of Terror match, I, I don't know. I, I didn't get it. Um, it, it, hey, so it. One thing, yeah, one great thing came from it, and Wade Barrett's like, that's right, zombies are legal in this matchup. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez look like the ladies that are going to carry the main roster future for WWE in the next five to eight years. Like two years, two or three years from now, in five to eight years from now, they're going to be running the show up there. Um, and then, yeah, let's let's get to it. I mean, uh, ladder match. Ta- it was, what was it? tables, ladders, and chairs. Tables, ladders, and scares. 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 Is that what it was? Scares. scares. Yes. Tables, ladders, and scares. Oh my! And what a great match. And what a cool finish. I, I don't know your thoughts, gentlemen. DP, you watched it. I did. I thought it was. Really good, really well done. They, you know, again, got really nice and creative with the elements, with using the tables and using, you know, a little bit of chairs and stuff like that. They did a few different things that you don't normally see. You know, the, I'm going to call it the shake, rattle, and roll move off the, you know, apron under the double tables. You know, they just, you know, had some fun stuff that they did in there. And then... Yeah, the ending, I thought for sure, man, when, when Gargano won it earlier, I thought Candice LeRae was walking out with his title. And it sure seemed that way with everything, that the way they were going with it. You know, and then here comes, you know, Scream Mask, whoever it is behind there, and starts helping her climb the ladder at the end until Shotzi Blackheart gets involved, which was really interesting. She came running out and, and scared him away. And then... EO ended up getting up to the top and Candace took a good bump off the uh, off the top as they, you know, onto a different ladder down at the bottom and we still got a retaining champion. If I was booking this forward, I would have Shotzi and Candace have like a number one contender match on NXT, have it have a have you know, have a fault have a no contest finish or whatever and end up having a triple threat then. For that title against Eel, those three in a triple threat would be amazing at, at their next special. Yeah, that would be real entertaining, especially since I think didn't Shotzi do an electric chair drop on uh, into chairs on uh, No Face Scream wannabe Matt Lillard? That's right. Well, what's what's next is War Games, right? Yeah, that wouldn't uh, be well. You can't really have a War Games match, what? I don't think. I think the War Games match is going to be with the Undisputed Era and for the brand. Pat, let's talk about Pat, the Paul Heyman McAfee of NXT. Love it. I love it. I loved it. He's amazing. He's amazing. Why did he he do punting first? He's perfect on the mic. Fuck ton of money doing it. Kicking a ball. Yeah, that's true. He was also the punter of the fucking decade when he did it. I watched the Pat McAfee show too, alright? I know all the accolades. <laughs> Just saying. Well, watch it every, every day at noon Eastern. But, uh, no, he, he can fucking talk on the mic. He can wrestle if he if asked to. And that that beautiful little twist at the end, Kyle O'Reilly and 
and uh, I, was it Roddy? I forget. It was either Roddy or just Kyle. Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn Kyle? comes walking out. I thought another. Oh yeah, that's right. And and Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn came out and joined the brand. Love and join and and just one chair there shot you later. Go. You got you got four on four for 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 war games already. Yeah, that's a good fill in. Like as much as um, I know I'm blanking on his name. The guy who got injured. Oh, um, Dexter or Holland, Ridge Holland, for God's sakes, uh, Ridge Holland. Ridge Sorry, uh, you know, gets hurt and that kind of alters things. And I wonder if you know Birch and Lorkin were going to be in on this group beforehand when that happened. But I love it. And then bringing Pete Dunn able to come back in and and to just join that team is just badass because he's your. He's the guy who could fit in that that bruiser, you know, the bruiser weight. He could fit in as that powerhouse guy, and then he got Birch and Lorkin out there being the, you know, the workhorses is just awesome. No disrespect to Birch and Lorkin, but with them being associated with Pat McAfee, how much is their stock fucking rose? I mean, I'm not disrespecting either of those gentlemen. Those gentlemen have had fine careers and are excellent, excellent, excellent professional wrestlers. Right, mm-hmm. but they're with Pat McAfee now, and now you add Pete Dunn in there. This is legit. This is a this is a, one of the best factions in wrestling, in my opinion, and they haven't even started yet. I, I kind of hope for a team name other than just for the brand, because it's just Pat McAfee alone. I really hope just to like stick it to the uh, undisputed era. They call themselves the Undisputed Kingdom. Because, I mean, if they have Rich Holland come back, he's from... I'm pretty sure he's from Ireland. I could be wrong. He's it's, he's either a Scotsman or an Irishman. So they're the UK? So they're the UK, Undisputed yeah. Kingdom. I love it. I love uh, it. I don't see that happen. I don't see that happening. <laughs> Undisputed Kingdom. I mean, Birch and Morgan... Taking so, they're, just, they're the brand. They're the brand. That's what uh, they are. Uh, For the brand. That was just for kickers and punters. Yeah, well, now it's for Pat McAfee's fucking faction. <laughs> Fair enough. FTB. All right, gentlemen. Let's move on to our last topic before we hit the home stretch. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is PC Tunney. Oh, you know- crap. That's the wrong thing. <laughs> I was really hoping for something else to be there, but I don't have it apparently. That's what she said. I wonder if we keep. I wonder if we keep going if it comes. I thought. I thought at the okay. Should I pull back the curtain? Let's leave it all in there. It's the Halloween episode, so I still, for some reason, have the Thunder Rosa interview right here, and I thought it began with horror music, and it doesn't. It begins with me saying whatever the fuck I just said. Let's see what. Let's see if we get to the music quickly. Always. As much as I don't want to listen to myself. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is PC Tunney. You know me as your commissioner. I am joined today by DP, also from the DWI podcast. You may also recognize me from Pod Is War. That's also true. Make sure you go over to thechairshot.com. Do that. Make sure you head on over to prowrestlingtees.com. Okay, this isn't bad. The Chair Shot. And now sit back. Here we go. And listen to our interview. With the one, the only, Thunder Rosa. You're not going to hear that today. 
favorite, maybe our favorite, professional women's wrestlers, one of the best in the world right now, Thunder Rosa, drops the NWA title to Serena Deeb. Well-deserved for Deeb. I'm happy for her. But what does it mean for Thunder Rosa's future? And if you want to go back and listen to that interview, that interview is from January, late, late January of this year. And it's on thechairshot.com. All you got to do is a little bit of searching. If you can't find it and you really want to listen to it, uh, at PC Tony on the Twitter, DM me, or just message me in public there or whatever, and uh, I'll, I'll find a way for you to listen to it. Gentlemen, where's she going? I mean, I think we all want her to end up in WWE. We all are. We all enjoy WWE. I, I'd love to see her. I, would, I thought it would be so cool to have her show up on Halloween Havoc, considering she can end up with the... Uh, look uh, of like you know El Dia de los Muertos. So AJ, what are your thoughts on her future being in the NWA specialist at thechairshot.com? Well, I know in the as you like to call them the dirtiest of sheets. Uh, oh, they're fucking filthy. Yeah, they're, uh, really needs to get washed one of these days. But um, apparently not she's kind of, not that kind of filth. That still needs to get washed, especially with the. Anyway, <laughs> mark the tape and get that as a soundbite. <laughs> uh, but um, apparently she's still under contract, according to Corgan himself. She's still under contract until 2021. But my thing is, I think she's going to WWE only because of. Two reasons. One, she's trained people in the WWE before, so I mean, she already has the experience in the performance center, so they might put her into NXT, maybe just shotgun her right into the main mo- uh, main roster. And two, you're already defending the NWA Women's Championship on Dynamite. Why would she go to AEW even if the title is still being defended in the... It, I, I think it's just WWE, because... I don't think they would have dropped it if she's going to AEW. GP, I think your thoughts are going to be the same as mine, knowing her as well as I do. Knowing no, you knowing her as well as I do. Most likely, I mean, I'd absolutely love to see her in WWE. Um, I, you know, I don't know where she's going to end up. Really, it's kind of depends on where she feels the best talent is, probably, and you know, just where she enjoys being. So, you know, whether that's AEW or staying at NWA or going to WWE, you know, NXT would be a great spot for her to, to show off what she can do. That's always been the best women's division since they've allowed women to start wrestling again, basically. So, you know, I would love to see her in NXT and have some really great matches with whoever ends up being there at the time. I, I, I held everybody in 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 suspense yesterday. I let I let Dave and Andrew give their thoughts on this. This was one of our topics on Pot is War, and I, I said, "You you want to know what I think? Tune in to Pot is War this week." <laughs> I didn't tell him, but I said, knowing her, you know, I, I kind of gave it away a little bit. But my thoughts are, she's worked really hard to get where she is. And she's not a dummy. 
And when I say she's not a dummy, that means I mean she's a smart woman. And she know and she's a hard worker. So if you know you're gonna have to work hard wherever you go and you're gonna work hard wherever you go anyway, why not make the money you can make? Because no one's gonna make you forever. Now, then, like WWE. Forever! I'm just saying, you know, you you don't think about it and go, well, I'm going to get taken care of for the rest of my life if I can put in three to five years of hard fucking work at NWA, at Impact, at ROH, at MLW. Right now, you don't know at AEW. But you put that time in at WWE and you make sure you hit the right channels correctly. When you're done wrestling for the next 15 to 25 years, you're going to make checks doing stuff on the network. You're not wrestling. You're going to make checks selling merchandise. You're not wrestling. You're going to make checks doing special appearances. You're not wrestling. And Thunder Rosa, the demographic that she demands and brings with her, is something that's always been extremely valuable to WWE. And she has a hell of a following down there, too. I know she does a ton of stuff in Texas and San Antonio, Austin, right, right around it's there, not, all the different le- right. things she's doing there. And it's crazy. And it's not just the and it's not just the racial demographic of, of Latino. It's it's the gigantic land that is almost its own country. And DP, you can attest to it itself of Texas. Yeah. Yeah, she is huge down there and all the events she puts on down there with the different women's events and wrestling and stuff like that. Yeah. Is La Mira Mira. Crazy. Especially since uh, she also has her own promotion. She was defending the women's title all over the place. So, Greg, can Every- Greg DeMarco himself can attest that Thunder Rosa does indeed want to make money. We'll just leave it there. Well, everyone does. Greg will laugh at that if he listens to this. Be you actually, actually, Greg will not just laugh at that, but if he listens to this, when he is the executive time, when he hears this, he will text me. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> He's done it before. I shout don't out, believe it. Shout out, shout out to you, Greg. All right, guys. Last thoughts on Thunder Rosa. I mean, she can go to MMA if you really wanted to work that hard, but who wants to get their fucking face beat up, especially when you look that good? Um, last thoughts on Thunder Rosa. DP? Uh, just... Man, I mean, one of the best workers out there for the on the women's side, and going to be very well sought after. Wherever she decides to go, she'll have her pick. Yeah, without a doubt, especially since you know I, as Tony said earlier, I'm the NWA guy. I've seen episode. I think she debuted on five or something like that. Came in, won the title off of Allison K, and just ran with it. So I mean. Whoever picks her up, it could be Impact, it could be a WWE, AEW even, but no matter who picks her up, you have a workhorse on you. You have basically a the locker room leader that you need, or just someone that knows wrestling inside and out. And hell, even MMA, like you said, Tony, but I, I think WWE is probably the best spot that she could probably go after all of this. If she still ends up with AEW and and uh, and doing NWA, it looks like they're going to continue to work together. Or if she goes to, you know, uh, even goes to Impact, 
whatever, right? There's some good talent over there as well, right? Uh, that's fine. I'm okay with that because I'll be a fan of her work no matter where she goes. But I think she deserves what she can get from being in WWE, and 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 I and I think we deserve what potential she has to become a major major star with WWE. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. I need a drink. What a shock. Tony says he needed a drink, and uh, I guess it's time for some phenomenal funky facts. Even though he's been on the the positive end of it as of late. Still. So I, I know for a fact, because I, I was around when, uh, when one commissioner, PC Tony, was talking to Big Dave and... Uh, in in Andrew, that he I think knows? the questions are going to be about Halloween Havoc. Oh, buddy! No. Ah, oh, damn it! Cause nope. Because I did. I was going to study that, and I didn't. I played Madden instead. <laughs> See, Time there up. you go. That's better. <laughs> is, by the way, is that any good? Twenty-one. I don't know what you're looking for in Madden. We can talk off the show i like it because it has what i like but dp won't play madden anymore so if you're looking for a good football game tecmo super bowl Bowl. (laughs) retro bowl for the ios apps in the app store go check out retro bowl it is tecmo bowl-esque with some additional uh front office features that you can do as well as far as you know setting up a team and drafts and trades and personnel it's uh actually right, we'll get the football shortly <laughs> <laughs> why don't you just plug your fucking video game podcast right away hey a motherfucker a winner is you bitch <laughs> that is uh motherfucker and the letter you <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right. H F U C K E R, the letter U. <laughs> all right, phenomenal funky facts. That's right. Yeah, none of it is Halloween Havoc because I uh, kind of threw in a Halloween Havoc last week. But we're gonna get to the a little gory. We're gonna get to the little bit of spooky a little bit with some of these questions. So. Just so I don't hear total BS from one side, Tony, you can pick one, two, or three for the doors. And well, say Rider well, of the Storm. Don't, don't, th- th- not those doors. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Blink, I'll take door number three. 
Blink Fart. Blink Fartendale. Yeah, Turd Ferguson. It's a funny name. Yeah. <laughs> Bird Reynolds, it's your turn to pick. That's not my name. <laughs> Fine, Turd Ferguson. All right, Sean Connery, you have the board. I'll take anal bum covers for 400, Trebek. It's an album cover. <laughs> anyway, uh, so door number three. So, there's going to be uh, another question after this one, so it's a two-parter. I'll take la tits petite. La tits now. <laughs> la tits now. <laughs> la tits now. Oh, there you go. That's what it is. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, anyway. So who was the special guest referee for the Hell in a Cell match at Bad Blood 2003? The special guest referee at Bad Blood, at Bad Blood 03. For what was it? A Hell in a Cell match? Cell. It was a Hell in a Cell match. Well, who was in the match? That's the second question that I was going to say. Who was in that match? See, so you can get two here. Three. I'll be nice. Three. There's your treat. No tricks. So we just put three names down? Three names down. Special guest ref and the two competitors, if you can get it right. I'll I'll be nice if you guys have time. This is all wrong. I'm ready. 2003. Yeah, I guess it's a little late. Maybe not. Huh. Ah, all right. So none of you got it right. Damn it. Yeah. The the, the Bad Blood 03 main event. Hell in a Cell. Triple H versus Kevin Nash for the World's oh, Heavyweight Title. Horrible. The special guest referee was Mick Foley. Yeah, big goal. Oh, oh wow. I was going to guess Foley not even, the ref, too. Not even Triple H could carry those four knees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I, bet you, I, I bet you I didn't even tune in to watch that one. Oh. I'm not even going to go back and try and watch Kevin Nash wrestling in 2003 while Mick Foley referees. In a hell in a cell. Oh. In a hell in a cell. Hunter. Hunter. That's Hunter. If you put Hunter in a fucking room with the fucking truth gas, <laughs> he would feel like worst hell in a cell ever. Oh, jeez. Oh, All right. It was the DP. worst the time I fucked the corpse. I'll take, <laughs> I'll, take door, I'll take door number two. Door number two. All right. Give me the deuce. <laughs> Sad thing is, it wasn't even the worst gimmick match Triple H and Nash had. What? No one remembers Sledgehammer, uh, grab the Sledgehammer on top of the ladder match? Oh, Jesus. Well, but here we go. Oh. Making Kevin... <laughs> Fucking climb shit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Alrighty. So you guys' question is when was the first ever first blood match in WWE and who were the two competitors? Oh. I'd be impressed if someone got like the pay-per-view and the year too was, was along with the characters oh, okay <laughs> well alright since you already gave it <laughs> I 
Was that it? Was he right? The, the pay-per-view was... Was it in June? And it was, uh... Let's see if we I don't the, know what the pay-per-view was. So is that correct? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yes, that, that was yeah. actually the so correct we're, answer. Because we're, Tony was being a smart-ass. Yeah. Because I think that's what I was going to put down, and I'm like, was he... Okay. Is he trying to fuck us over? It was it was Stone Cold if, versus Kane. If, Kane. If DP, if you were gonna, if you say you were gonna put that down, I believe you. I was gonna put that. No, down. I, I believe it too. Yes. Trust me, because <laughs> this this is but, very this is a very memorable year for DP and I. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I put it on there, especially a first blood match. So I didn't. What was the pay per view? Uh, what was the pay per view? Was it June? Am I right? Or was it July? Why are you giving me a month? I'm asking for the pay-per-view. Because I'm trying to figure out which one was I'm going to say. Was it Bad Blood? <laughs> no. No, it wasn't Bad Blood. Because <laughs> that would have worked out perfectly. Uh... No, B- bad Blood was uh, the old in your that, house. That didn't start, yeah. So WrestleMania, and then it wasn't Backlash. And I don't remember what happened in May. Maybe there was a King of the Ring. Or was it at King of the Ring? I don't think it was King of the Ring. I have one guess, but I think it's, but I'm pretty sure it's wrong because he wrestled Dude Love. All right, at this one. Go ahead. You can guess first. All right, I'll guess Over the Edge. Over that, the Edge. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure and that's Tony, wrong. What are you gonna say? Wrestled... Remember what would be then? Um... Oh my God. You know it now? Ah, oh, shit. No, but I... <sighs> I'm trying to think of the names of the pay-per-views back then that were in the summer. Because I can think of, like, No Mercy's October. Like, things of that name. Uh, watch it be No Mercy. Look at Andrew. Also, fine, I'll say No Mercy. Or that... I called you Andrew! <laughs> You did. You did. I should. I should take away no a point. points for that. No points I'll go for with that. no mercy. Ah, uh, guys, neither of you were right because it was said before. But you guys second guessed yourself. It was King, King of the, of the Ring. Ring. Ah, oh, King of the Ring. Damn it! I had it on my. No my It was the main That's event. Total BS. Total BS. It was That's right the, after Taker Long Foley. It was. I was to say it was right after Hell in the Cell match. Billy was Gunn it? won the uh, King of the Ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, because there was a Hell in the Cell match that the there, Hell in the no, Cell came down no, during no, that no, match. No, 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 no. Ninety-eight, ninety-eight. Ken Shamrock was King of the Ring. Oh yeah, that was ninety-nine. Ninety-nine was Billy Gunn, right? I think so. That's right. Yeah. I don't. Know. And then he, and then he went and Billy Gunn did. Who Billy saw Gunn. that coming? Eh. And that was yeah. the end. Of, that was the end of King of the Ring at that point. <laughs> it's like yeah. Lou Gehrig's disease. Who saw that coming? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So oh. we're we're still tied. We're still tied. What are we tied? Tied at, tied at three so, now, two. Yeah. So I hope you guys were paying attention earlier, oh, especially since uh, Tony had to go grab alcohol. So for the last question, we all know that uh, Santos Escobar had a mask and was El Hijo del Fantasma. Anyone know who he lost that mask to at a uh, Triple Mania twenty six? What year was that? 26, I believe, was two years ago. I 
we're gonna guess the same guy. Uh, didn't he pay tribute to him at Halloween Havoc? Right, it was no two idea. years ago. So Eighteen. Uh, I'm ready. I don't know any Japan wrestlers. I don't know. Was in Japan? Yeah, it's too bad Triple Mania is not in Japan. Oh, then Tri- I don't fucking Mania know. Uh... Yeah. No, no, tell him that's horseshit. It's fine. I gotta guess. That's fine. It's not Japanese. <laughs> So let's see. Ah, damn it. <laughs> I really hope you guys paid attention better. No, it didn't. Mm. LA it. Park. Ah, oh, damn it. Damn it. Oh, oh, well done. You win trivia this week. Yeah, really. You win trivia this week, and that's no BS. Seriously. Uh. Seriously. He gave it away. He, he oh, oh, that was... That was fucking awesome. What you just did was excellent. I love it. And I, that I mean, right I, there was I, the trick. That, is, that was excellent. I love it. I, that, you got to, like, Costanza, you're out of here. <laughs> how can the host win the fucking game? That's how. There's only one way that two contestants can lose to the host. gentlemen you still cannot pick christian mccaffrey he is not coming off the ir for the game that starts in less than 20 minutes here as we <laughs> thursday afternoon early thursday well, tell me even in pick then fucking pick them whatever i hope you both pick them you guys can pick them for all four fucking positions for all i care because let me update you on the fucking standings this is tobias oh no a new Uh-oh. bs DP was the winner last week. Regardless of all the fuck AJ picked Justin Herbert scoring 47.95 points. Air But DP picked Devontae Adams who had 44.6. So you only had a three-point advantage there. The rest of what you picked did not do so hot. DP also had Alvin Kamara who was at almost 23. My team was... Fucking horrible. I came in last again. So the standings after seven weeks. DP with 12 points. AJ with nine points. PC with seven lonely points. And it's not looking good. Five points back with 10 weeks to go. Hey, anyone remember what I only had one? Yeah, it was like like two weeks ago. I, I was about to say two weeks ago is when I started getting points. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. I do believe the double first pick goes to DP, and I do believe the first first pick goes to AJ. So j- just, to, just to ask the question, oh. the Falcons-Panthers do count or they don't count keeping with tradition? The game has not started yet. Game has not started. Stretch. Stretch. 
Well, you're gonna have to stretch for like 26 more minutes, and I don't. Really like that. <laughs> I got, I'm filibustering so this draft. I'm so hungry. I got Arby's waiting for me. Ooh, wow, you are hungry. Holy cow! Damn, Arby's. <laughs> um. All right. Um. I'm probably gonna kick myself for what I'm about to say. Let's go with quarterback first. And I'm going to pick. Come on, guys. Jeff I'm going to pick. Jeff George. No. Oh. no. I'm going to pick Tom Tom's Brady. Tommy. Tommy. I'm going to pick Tom Brady in his six Super Bowl rings. Against the Giants. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. That means that yeah, I get to pick second Boo. here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I did it. I said it. And I'm gonna go. Oh man, that's that. That would be well. Oh boy. Oof. Ah. Some juicy picks. I, yeah, I guess. Is it really? I can't let anybody else take it in case it's not what I think it's gonna be. So I'll take Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> against the Chiefs. Against the Jets. Junior Varsity. Against the, Jets. Or the, the Chefs. <laughs> the Chefs against the Jets. Oh my God. Uh... Yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty solid pick. Oh man, I am going to continue my run of homers. I'm going to go with Aaron. Rogers. All right. It's got to be I a get... homer because the pitcher said no. I got the first pick here, and I'm going to take the most consistent point getter in his category, except for last week, apparently. But I think I'm just going to double up against the Jets, and I'll take Kelsey. Tight <laughs> uh, end. Okay. Fuck, yeah. do I want to double That's up? Good. Uh, no, I'm not going to double up. Um, I see, traded I'll... for Gronk this week. Did you? Hmm? Nice. Yeah, I traded for Gronk this week. It's um, So it's a, it's a starting lineup keeper league where you can keep one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, and a tight end. You can't keep the flex, the kicker, or the defense. So you can keep six guys. You can keep them as long as you want or as short as you want. Every year you can keep those number of people. And so I traded Daryl Henderson for Gronk. Now, mind you, I have Kareem Hunt, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. Now McCaffrey. Yeah. Askin and Bell. I have um, Jamichael ha- Jamichael Hasty. Is it the the, yep. the starter this week for San, San Francisco? Francisco. Yeah. And I've had Zach Ertz all year, who's now on IR, and Hunter Henry, who have both been disappointing. So I needed to trade for Gronk. I wasn't going to keep Henderson anyway. Well, since we're uh, talking tight football. ends here, Some football insight here while we're talking about it. Yeah. So. Uh, the Seahawks don't have that good of a defense anymore. So I'm going to go with good old George Kittle. There you go. Works for me since I can't take him anyway because I took him last week, correct? EP would be wise so. to take who I took last week, but that's up to him. Which I believe is the guy I was going to pick, and that's Darren Waller. Walla Walla Bang Bang. <laughs> ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, that's who I picked. Hey. Yep. 
Hey, All right, D, you get to go first twice in a row. Uh, AJ, you had the very first pick, so I will go second on the first position. Well, very good. Well, then I am going to go running back, and I will take the powerhouse Derrick Henry this week against the shitty-ass Bengals. Okay. Not a bad thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, sheesh. What should we do here? I, 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 I. What's looking good? What's looking good? What's looking good? I don't know. Do I believe in Chicago's defense? I do. I believe in Cleveland's defense. This is ooh. This is an interesting week here. Oh man, this is great podcasting. Me sitting here going ooh. <laughs> ooh uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Re- really got really got a oh, yeah. Can't say that anymore. Not anymore. I'm going. I'm going with Alvin Kamara. All right. Remind me who I picked. Last week, because I forget off the top of my head. Oh, man. Rojo. I did pick Rojo, that's right. Well, uh, we're not going to do that. We're instead going to go with someone who I picked before in past weeks. Clyde Edwards of the good old Kansas City Chefs. All right, DP. Receiver is where we're at. Well... It just wouldn't be right if we all didn't take a piece of that Jets game. So I'll go with Tyreek Hill, <laughs> wide <Hey>. receiver. <laughs> Jesus, we got all the main players playing this week. <laughs> My well, the Jets, man. It's like everybody tries to pick up the team that's playing the Jets for their defense as well. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, and I, I picked the like I picked up Tampa this week for because they're playing the Giants. It's like if they're playing a New York football team, oh, that's your best bet. All right, AJ, you get to go second here. Wide receiver. Wide receiver, huh? Uh, so I, I have a, I have a question because I forget. Does anyone know when Antonio Brown's supposed to play? Isn't it week eight, or is it He's week nine? Eligible after week eight. Let me tell you. Oh. Uh, well, DP's in first, so he'll tell you. I'm in last. I wasn't going to tell you. <laughs> uh, eligible on anyway. week nine. Well, I still got 20 minutes before this game starts. <laughs> Do I want to pick someone off of the Falcons or the Panthers? <sighs> nah, instead, let's go with the safe pick. Picking off of your Packers, Devontae. Asshole. <laughs> Dick. Oh, was that your pick? No, it's not. It's not your pick, fuckface. <laughs> Something explicit this way comes. <laughs> yeah, why don't you shut that bitch up over there before I come over there and fuck start her face? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, the Packers are no Saints on offense, and they're or on, on defense, I should say. Well, not that the Saints have a good defense, but you know what I mean. 
ah, I'm still not going to do it. No, I'm not going to take. I'm not going to take a Viking. I, I, man, I would really want to take. Oh, I can't do that either. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, more great podcasting from me here. Hey, remember, you still got 18 minutes. You can still pick off of that uh, Falcons and I'd like to take the Panthers game. Trust me, Ridley. trust me, somehow, somehow in one of my leagues, I ended up with both Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, and I have to play them both every week, and they really haven't disappointed, to be honest with you. But all that being said... Because I know for a fact, I'm like, I could take Teddy, I could take Matt Ryan... No, I'm going to go with the safe bet and pick Brady against the Giants, who have, like, absolutely nothing. Oh, baby. I'm going with Keenan Allen. Ooh. like it. like it. (laughs) There you go. That's it. That's blame it on the alcohol. All right, folks, we got one last thing to talk about, and it's called Last Call. Let's go. What do you mean? What do I mean? Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up a chair shot t-shirt. I guarantee you, just like the chair shot website itself, there's something there that you will like. Gentlemen, last call. We're recording Thursday here, the 29th of October, the Halloween episode of the DWI podcast. But tomorrow... The Mandalorian, episode one of season two drops. How excited are you guys? What are you looking forward to this season? And how cool is it that Star Wars has given us like this episodic spinoff of a prequel that just has captivated us, really? I mean, it's so interesting that Sasha Banks is possibly a Jedi this season, guys. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, just anytime you get to see them, you know, in movies like, you know, or shows like Edge did one as well, uh, Vikings, and I watched those uh, and saw him in there too. And, did, you know, it's, re- it's really cool to always see them do different things outside of wrestling. But, I, you know, the first season of Mandalorian was awesome. I haven't really seen where they're going to go with season two, so I'm, I'm excited to see what they do um, with the whole thing and they're i don't remember the synopsis of what season two is supposed to be about so is it him getting the the child back to his homeland i mean eventually doesn't the end of this story end up with like the jedi order being entrusted with isn't this baby yoda i mean like isn't we got to get there somewhere like i mean he's gonna be fucking yoda yo Wow. Yeah. Is he? That could be a thousand years from now, though. Yeah. How old was he? He was 900. What was he in the stories? 900 in Return of the Jedi? Yeah, and like the quote-unquote, well, the child, Baby Yoda, is apparently uh, 50 at the moment, I believe. I could be wrong on that. And are we are we confirmed that it's Yoda or is it just maybe like the continuation of the species is what we're trying to do here? Right. Yeah, it hasn't been confirmed or anything like that because I thought it was more of a that's the species continuing or that you know 
they're still around kind of thing, you know, like not specifically that this is Yoda. I don't know. I'm really looking forward to it, though. If it is Yoda, that would be cool. Not going to deny it where it's actually like somewhat of a Yoda uh, origin story and whatnot. But I mean, I'm really looking forward to the season. I'm not going to lie. I wonder if it'll be like the boys and it'll drop on midnight. So, you know, stay up and watch that. Maybe maybe I might uh, stop by on that shirt that you're wearing right there. Uh, DP Maybe talking about it. Oh, yeah. So, looking up uh, The Mandalorian here, it's it's after um, the first set of the trilogy. Oh, okay. So, it's so. definitely not Yoda. I think it's more the continuation of the species then. Interesting. Very interesting. Mm. Yeah. I like my story better. <laughs> right. I mean... Sasha Bailey, the story for for the child. I mean, we we always come up with the best storylines that they don't do. <laughs> I mean, it, it it could it could spawn into so much more, so many more things. It could be you know completely far away from what's happening um, in the realm of the actual movies of Star Wars and where they actually take place inside of their universes and galaxies, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Uh. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe Baby Yoda might be a Sith. Like at the end of it, like way, like more seasons in, he's a Sith Lord. Okay, okay, no, no. Come on, <laughs> come on, that would be awesome. You're done. You're done. Somebody cuts Mike. What the? Uh, come on. The reason why we don't see him is because like Yoda chopped them down and he felt bad or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> is there anything else coming out this weekend or coming up that you guys are looking forward to? Right now, I don't think so. I mean, video game-wise, Watch Dogs Legions is coming out. I think it drops today as we're recording, so... Hurry up and get this over with. Pick that one up. (laughs) (laughs) That's tomorrow. I got the day off. There you go. (laughs) Tomorrow, not only am I looking forward to watching episode one of season two of The Mandalorian, but season four of Somebody Feed Phil... Phil Rosenthal, uh, the executive producer of Somebody Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, if you enjoy food shows where they travel around the world and you know experience different cultures, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal show. And that is probably going to drop the entire season at once. So I already got I already got the alcohol for tomorrow, and I got the things to watch, and that'll be my day. Nice. That's pretty good. I can't top that. All right, gentlemen. Happy Halloween. We've uh, we've done another spooktacular job. DP. Speaking of video games, why don't you let everybody know what's going on with you on planet? It's me, DPP. Well, we've got a winner is you continuing to go strong here. You can follow that on Twitter and Facebook at a winner is you for all things video games. You can also follow me at it's me DPP, and you can follow this show, the DWI podcast. At Podcast DWI on Twitter or Facebook.com slash DWI Podcast. AJ, NWA, UWN, WWE, DWI. Your life is just an alphabet. Yeah, I mean, hell, even we're an alphabet here. PC, AJ, and DPP. Come on. 
Uh, well, DP and I are officially alphabet soup. That's what Tommy Rich would call us. And go ahead. I'll, 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 I'll continue that thought after you're done. Monkeys and rabbits loop the loop. Anyway. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at PhenomenalAJB, AJB being in all capitals. And you can also see me, as Tiny said before, thechairshot.com doing uh, United Wrestling Network. Tuesdays if fight wants to be nice. Wednesdays if it's one to be a jerk. And uh, also go check out my Hell in a Cell review of that. I actually had a lot of fun with it. So go check it out. I'm a little bit of a smartass because I know for a fact I said something about the Bucks in the beginning of uh, Hell in a Cell. So, uh, Tony, I believe you should bring us on home. You can follow me at PC Tunny, and that is where you can head and find the interview that Big Dave did with Tracy Smothers, RIP Tracy Smothers, Southern Boys, Young Pistols, WCW. Um, what What is it? Fr- Freddie, Rob, oh man, what was his name? And um, I got it written down here in WWE as a jobber to the stars. It's like Freddie Robbie, Freddie Joe Floyd. That's How can I forget? And of of course, the main man, Tracy Smothers in the FBI with Tommy Rich, you know, uh, they, they did a great job there in ECW. And he continued on to do his dance moves. Uh, Tracy Smothers, what a what a great guy, what a great wrestler, and, and he'll be missed. And go to at PC Tony because I, I like the tweet that – or go to at Attitude Egg. Big Dave did an interview with him in April while he was suffering from the cancer that he was suffering from. And – the guy told all the stories that he wanted to tell and just put everybody over. It's a great interview. Check it out. Uh, R.I.P. Tracy Smothers. And uh, he'll, he'll be missed. So go ahead and check that out at Attitude Ag. Uh, Big Dave does a great job there. Thanks to him for filling in on Pot is War. Make sure you check that out on thechairshot.com. And Three Man Weave is back. There's tons of podcasts. There's tons of articles. There's tons of news, results, everything else, everything you need, whether it's sports entertainment or sports and entertainment there's something for everybody use your head and go to the chairshot.com for dpp for ajb i'm pct we did it again happy halloween to everybody and you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as d w
Gentlemen, how did you enjoy your Halloween episode DWI 251? That's uh, pretty spooky. I almost wet myself. That's disgusting. Why? Chairshot.com. Always use your head. That was fun. Yeah, it was.